Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. Every end of the year, we say the same thing. This year went by so quickly. And that's actually a good thing, as it only goes to show that we are kept busy. Busy is good, as it's better than doing nothing. We are meant to move. And sometimes we are so busy that we might have missed slowing down and taking a break just to watch a movie. This weekend is special. We move from one year to another on a weekend. And when most of us get back to work on Tuesday, it's a whole brand new year. But let's take a moment to be thankful for people that are working over the holiday long weekend. The service industry that has to remain open, like hospitals, transportation, military and defense and so on. Although the essential services are needed, not many people notice the entertainment and media industry that still go on and are open during the holiday season too. And if you were in the theater recently to watch a movie, you would have appreciated the time you spent being entertained. Or maybe not if the movie was bad, yeah? On this episode of Movie Magic, I'm going to cover some of the movies and shows that I didn't cover in the past year because, well, let's say it together. This year went by so quickly. Now, I didn't cover Black Panther or Wakanda, as I said in my previous show, that I'm actually quite exhausted with superhero movies. Now, imagine many sequels of Avatar were released every year. I would be sick of it too. So it's 13 years after Avatar destroyed the roof of the box office records in 2009. The first one took 10 years to make and this one had been pushed back and delayed for many reasons and I didn't think it was going to be released at all. Now one of the reasons is the creator and director of Avatar, Canadian James Cameron, because he is such a perfectionist. He has invested his time and career into the Avatar universe. The first Avatar was visually stunning. It looked like the art you see on a Yes album cover, colorful and psychedelic. The story, well, it was something that was done before. However, it was entertaining, yes? Most movies have a timeline, you know, from concept to the final product. But not for James Cameron, because as soon as he was done with the first Avatar, he started working on the second one, and it took him from then till now for the release of the second, because... He took his time to do it, because he wanted to do it the way he wanted to do it. Avatar, the movie itself, should give him a long-service award for being so dedicated. Like the first, expect it to be visually stunning. If you haven't watched it yet, well, the story is simple and the message is simple. It's been done before. Protect the ones you love and protect your environment. If this is compared to a painting, then it is painted on a huge canvas with the best paint painted by the best artists around the world. 
The first one was about protecting our forests. And in this avatar, the way of the water, it's about protecting our oceans. So, if a kid watches this movie, they will get the message while being thoroughly entertained. The movie is pleasant to the eyes, even in 3D. And do you don't want to know the reason why it's pleasant to the eyes? I'll tell you in just a bit. In the meanwhile, I'd like to highlight a song from the Beatles that was used as the title of a whodunit mystery, which I will talk about in just a while. The song has a little bit of other styles from the Beatles, and if you listen closely, you would notice the guitar riffs of Things We Said Today, Hello Goodbye Vocals, Magical Mystery Tour Brass Section, Penny Lane Horns, Only a Northern Song, Sound Effects, The Tambourines of Taxman, and Eleanor Rigby and lovely Rita Distorted Vocals. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Colin with you, and this is Movie Magic on Money FM 89.3. Now, Glass Onion is the title of a Beatles song and is also the title of a whodunit movie. Is it any good? Well, I'll tell you in a while. But first, if you were tuned in a little while ago on the show, you would have heard me talk about how stunning Avatar is, and I tease you with a question of why that movie is pleasant to the eyes, even in 3D. Well, the answer is simple. There's one group of colors that are dominant in the movie, and those colors are blue, green, turquoise, and a dash of purple here and there. The blue family color, so to speak. Blue is a cool and calming color, which makes a good segue to glass onions, a knives-out mystery. It's shot on a remote island, which means you'd have to travel across the blue ocean to reach this place. I have been waiting for this for a very long time, and let me tell you, my expectations were met. Having loved the first Knives Out film, I surely wasn't going to miss this one. Like the first installment, this was very intriguing, energetic, and mysterious. Throughout the entire movie, I was trying to find the last puzzle piece to kind of complete it. However, unlike the first film, this was a little predictable. However, it has a well-crafted screenplay that delivers a real old-school, entertaining, and intelligent mystery. Daniel Craig puts on a Texan accent and he reprises his role as Detective Blanc. And you know what? Your ears and eyes may play tricks on you as the name may sound like Bond. You know, Blanc Bond. Because it's him, Daniel Craig, yeah? The cinematography is quite well done and goes hand in hand with the costume design as it will help us understand what type of character each actor is portraying. It also has a great soundtrack with songs from the past like The Beatles, David Bowie, and Nat King Cole's Mona Lisa. In fact, it has a couple of songs from the Beatles' White Album. Director Ryan Johnson has written this murder mystery with the right amount of humor too. This film is filled with cameos, so look out for Stephen Soundheim. He co-wrote his own star-studded whodunit, The Last of Sheila. Natasha Lyonne from Russian Doll. Basketball player Karim Abdul-Jabbar. Hugh Grant pops up for a minute in the movie when he answers the door. Um, World-famous cellist Yomo Ma at a party scene. Look out for that. Ethan Hawke also pops up briefly in Greece wearing sunglasses and a ponytail and looking very official. He plays a security consultant and zaps medicine to people going to the island 
so that they won't have to wear a face mask because of COVID. Serena Williams as a personal video trainer. And to pay tribute to Who Done It Mysteries, the late Angela Lansbury, the beloved star of Murder She Wrote, pops up on a video call with Blanc. I love this movie, and I hope they make it into a franchise because I'm looking forward to Daniel Craig reprising his detective role, just like Inspector Perot, in the Agatha Christie Who Done It series. Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery, is available on Netflix. Money FM 89.3, Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Did you know that there's a new version of Lady Chatley's Lover on Netflix? Well, the story is the same, but the screenplay is different from the ones that came before. Now, I doubt if the 1955 version had any nudity in it, but I know the 1981 version had. But I'm not sure if the 2015 made-for-TV version had any, because I didn't watch it. But I know the 2022 version has a lot of nudity compared to the ones from the past. Now, some scenes were artistically done, but some could have been you know, avoid it altogether. Well, let's move away from the adult zone to teens and family. When I saw the teaser trailers for Willow, I jumped for joy. For one, the original was from the imaginary mind of George Lucas. Two, it retained the main character who played the role of Willow, Warwick Davis. The series, which is on Disney+, Plus, is not from George Lucas, but it's based on his creation. When I started watching the episodes, I was expecting the same humour from the original, and yes, it did rub off. However, some of the acting could improve. What I didn't like about the show is the different accents. Now, don't get me wrong, different accents in a show is good to differentiate which part of the world the characters are from. But when the Queen in the show has an English accent, and her children have an American accent, while their friends and even... The bodyguard soldiers have English accents in a medieval period, then it doesn't sound right. I mean, surely the children weren't sent to the U.S. for overseas studies, and know that for sure, not in this time and period. And some scenes just don't make sense. For example, when they go into a cave or an abandoned castle, where did they get the torch? It just magically appears in their hands. And if you look closely, you'd notice that the base of the fire from these torches are all blue, which means that it is gas-powered. The attention to detail is missing from the series. The costumes are good, and so are the effects. Um, I also like British actress Erin Kellyman. She was in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and if you're wondering who she was, um, she played the person behind the mask of you know these indigenous-looking rebels. She was also in Green Knight, which I reviewed many moons ago on Movie Magic. Other than that, Willow to me is quite disappointing. But I will still continue to watch the episodes as they are released because I want to know what happens in the end. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Remember the movie National Treasure starring Nicolas Cage? Well, now there's a TV series, National Treasure, Edge of History. And the premise of the show is... You know, young adults trying to find their family history and at the same time finding some ancient treasure. There's also a lad in the show that acts, behaves and looks um, very much like Oscar Isaacs. The series also stars Catherine Zeta-Jones as the villain. 
It's not a must-watch series, but it has all the elements of treasure hunting. Speaking of Catherine Zeta-Jones, she plays the role of Morticia Adams in another series, Wednesday, which is a spin-off of The Adams Family. This is not your usual Adams Family story, I must say. It's a story of the daughter, Wednesday Adams, who is sent to boarding school. The school is filled with misfits, like werewolves, witches, vampires, medusas, and... Jekyll and Hyde's, yeah, there's a family of Jekyll and Hyde's as well. And it feels like Hogwarts, but it's not. Very close, though, with competitions and stuff. This Adams Family spin-off is not for young children, as some scenes may be too scary for them. It's also a murder mystery series, and it has a monster with terrible CGI, if you can get past that. And it has that Stranger Things feel to it as well. Now, I enjoyed the series, and Wednesday Adams is played by Jenna Ortega. The series also stars the very tall Gwendolyn Christie as the principal of the School of Misfits. She stands 1.91 meters or 6 feet 3 to be exact. She was in Game of Thrones as the tallest knight. She was also in Star Wars Episodes 7 and 8 as the gold stormtrooper, the one that had the gold helmet and the gold armor. That's her. In this series, Wednesday... Four out of eight episodes were directed by Tim Burton, who also serves as executive producer. And Tim Burton likes to engage Danny Elfman to do the soundtrack, so the series has a Tim Burton look and feel to it. And speaking about the music, well, uh, there are some covers played on a cello by Wednesday Adams, which I thought were amazing covers. Money FM 89.3. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Now, very quickly, let me tell you what shows I'm watching right now. Um, I can't tell you all because it'll take too long. But the second season of Slow Horses and the second season of Mosquito Coast both can be found on Apple TV and I like them both. But I like Slow Horses better because of Gary Oldman in it. He is such an amazing actor. There's also another series which my son was involved in, and it was shot in Calgary, Canada. It's on Paramount+, and the series is titled Billy the Kid. The main characters in the series are British, and my son was saying that as soon as they got off their horses and when the director said cut... They changed their accent from American to British in an instant. It was shot during COVID, so every crew and cast had to be tested before they went on set weekly. Now, my son works long hours, sometimes as long as 16 hours a day, and that went on for a few months. He was so exhausted when he was done with the series. But it was a good learning experience. Now, there are more movies and TV series that I watched in 2022, like... Uh, There's this stop-motion animation movie based on an old story with a new twist. It blew my mind. But I'll have to save that for another day. Now, earlier I mentioned that in the series Wednesday, there were some amazing covers played on the cello. Well, one of them is the cover of Rolling Stones' Painted Black, which has a Danny Elfman feel to it because of the choir in it too. It's refreshing and gives an old rock and roll tune a classical feel. I'm Colin Gomez, wishing you a happy new year and may 2023 be better than the past few years. We had to deal with COVID. Now we are dealing with inflation. So let's hope and pray that it will not last as long as COVID.